shirt. If you notice that, it's actually not breast milk. It's water. It's water from the from ocean. The ocean. <laughs> it's ocean water. Oh, yeah. Um, I promised Rebecca that we wouldn't talk about breast milk on this <laughs> podcast. We'll we save that. Separate for yeah. another time. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with breast milk. In fact, I think it's very healthy. Yeah. I just don't want to talk about it in this podcast. Oh. Babe, you're supposed to mute your phone. Actually, I should probably actually do that. Right? Fact. There we go. He answers it and walks out talking. Bye. Well, this is How Not to Be a Miserable Cow podcast, and I am here with my friend Rebecca Mac Namara. What's up, y'all? The one and only. She's such a badass. I followed and stalked this girl on the internet forever, and finally I she agreed to meet with me just to get me to leave her alone. So I was like, That's absolutely not what happened. <laughs> That's false. But I have stalked you for a few years. I feel like I've we known have who stalked you. each other yeah. for a few years. Yeah. Which is really cool because the internet's cool like that. I feel like everybody kind of gets a shot at like getting to know strangers, mm-hmm. sort of, and live vicariously through their adventures. Absolutely, it makes the world very, very small. Right. Mm-hmm. Nick and I met on the internet, so we kind of like we don't diss people who just meet on the internet yeah. in real life. I have so many friends that have met their significant others on tinder and are now like happily married with children like there's what no... seriously that's wild yeah my brother has met multiple of his wives <laughs> on dating apps so i mean it works for people yeah or not <laughs> <laughs> over and over again yes <laughs> just re- it works so good that it just keeps happening <laughs> oh my god well so i feel like the reason i feel like people need to know kind of like how we know each other kind of the circles that we roll in. We both are kind of sort of through our spouses in the gun industry, right? Yes. And that's kind of like how we started following each other, mm-hmm. I feel like, right? Yeah, probably. absolutely. So she's a badass, and she likes to shoot guns too. I do. Um, she also is an artist, one of the coolest fucking artists I've ever seen in my life. The stuff that you do, I don't understand. I thank you. When did you start doing that? I have been painting... For as long as I can remember, my Nana was an artist, my uncle's an artist, you know, everybody in my family sort of has a knack for that. Uh-huh. So I started painting as a kid. I never really thought anything of it. It was just like a hobby, just something I started doing. And then when I was going through cosmetology school, I needed a way to supplement my income, and my husband suggested that I sell some of my stuff. So I opened an Etsy store. And made my way through hair school selling my art. That's so freaking awesome. <laughs> so it was cool. And I never knew that that was even a thing. I just gave it as gifts, like yeah. when you guys got married. And that was always what it was. She made us the most amazing freaking painting and asked me what colors I liked. And then it it's the only thing, and I have to show it to you, it's the only thing in our house that ties our whole living space together. Success. Yes. It's awesome. That was my goal. Yes. But we didn't, we didn't, I didn't bring her on here to talk about art, even though I love talking about art. I can talk about it all the time. I brought her on here because she is definitely the most unapologetically badass, take no concern of others, care for what others think of her that I can imagine that I've ever met. Thank you. That's kind of what I, the way I put it. Um, I, that's kind of the vibe I just picked up from you from the internet so I don't I never yeah. really knew if it was actually true you know people can kind of like be whoever they want online 
My husband says I'm unapologetically myself. Yes. And I think that's, but I don't know how to be anybody else. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. That's freaking so true. <laughs> like, you never know, because sometimes people master the art of kind of like trying to be something that they're not. Faking it. Right, absolutely. So it's really cool to see when somebody actually like masters the art of being exactly who they are and not taking any, like no apologies for it whatsoever. Right. So I kind of want to talk to that about that because, you know, in, in the book, How Not to Be a Miserable Cow, which you read it. I did. One of the things that I t- really try to focus on is getting women to stop, stop being miserable, stop focusing on the things that they're not and enjoy life and enjoy being who they are. Yeah. So whenever I come across people that live that way and they live that way, I'm like, I want to know your story. How, how are you who you are and how do you live your life on your own terms? I mean, I guess it starts with like, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. My parents were much older than is average when I was born. My mom was 40. My dad was 46. And so I grew up in a more mature atmosphere, I feel like, because my parents were so much older. And I had two older brothers that sort of, I guess, inspired me to be myself. Like, I was never, I never had any boundaries that said that you have to be a certain thing, that this structure, that you have to act this way. It's, it was, do you do you. Be, be who you want to be. Like, I was never told you know, you have to do this. You have to be this way. You have to believe this. You know, that was, so I guess I just never, was I he, never needed it. Never yeah, it just, yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't. And you didn't have anybody you had to please. No, just myself. I mean, and so that's something for people because, you know, that is something that we as society do to each other. We put, okay, guidelines on this is how a female's supposed to be. This mm-hmm. is how a man's supposed to be. This is how, you know, a child's supposed to be. This is how a teenager's supposed to be. This is how an adult's supposed to act. Right. This is how, you know what I mean? So you get to that level of, like, we're, we all do it in our own ways to each other, right? But, like, if you can get past the supposed to of how things are supposed to be, what your life is supposed to look right. like, you're supposed to have children, you're supposed to have this, you're supposed like you can really truly let go of feeling miserable because you can enjoy who you are exactly sure. where you're at in your life at that time. Well, and I was given a lot of opportunities to explore myself with my parents. Like, they, you know, if I wanted to try something, it's like, okay, try that. You don't like it? Okay, cool. Try something else. And I feel like women, especially mothers, will try to get their daughters to do something to try and like vicariously live through their child. Like women that, you know, did ballet or something. Oh, I want my daughter to do ballet and I'm going to force her to do it. And she's going to go and she's going to do this this way because I didn't get to do that. Mm -hmm. So I want my daughter to do it to validate it to myself. Right. And I don't think that's fair. And I was lucky to have a mom that was like, Oh, that you're interested in that. I'm not, but whatever. Go right. ahead and do that anyway, you know. And but a lot of that comes with age. I feel like people kind of like, as young moms especially, kind oh, of yeah. like think they've got to measure up to some sort of standard. Mm-hmm. We were kind of talking about the whole religious, the religion bit too, and I just thought that was so fascinating because you made so many good points about it, about like your family d- didn't really like teach you to believe anything no. specifically. We had no, I, you know, I told Allison this last night, I had no concept of religion at all until I was probably 10 years old. 
that was it was never something that was talked about in my family church god you know it it just wasn't brought up and i think my mom specifically did that so that when i got older and my brothers and i got older we could figure that out on our own and learn about it on our own and decide what we want to believe and you know i i told her as well i don't feel like i need fear to guide me into being a good person the fear of burning in hell if you you know act a certain way or you do a certain thing i know how to be a good person i know i don't i innately know that i was raised with a set of Values, principles yeah. to yeah and so i think it's not really fair to try and force that on a child especially from like that whole religious standpoint of you know this is there's one thing about teaching your kids right and wrong but of teaching course. teaching a kid that um you know, God is mad or an angry person or an angry being that you have to please. And, right. and that's something like a little kid can't wrap their head you around. Can't. You, you can't. literally have them afraid of you at that point. Cause then they're like, okay, if this, this being, I have to please him. Well, then I have to please my parents. Well, then I have to please everybody. And it kind of puts these standards on ourselves. That's like, and then when you get older, you're, I give you're up. Afraid. <laughs> you're afraid. I, I, up. I don't believe in ruling by fear. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely and that's where right. that comes into me. Like that's where I see, you know, and I'm not. I please understand. I have absolutely nothing against religious people. Yeah. I just realize, like, I sound like I'm like I hate religious people. That's not the case at all. I, but I don't like when it is forced and shoved down your throat repeatedly your entire life. You have to do this. You have to pray. You have to do this, or these are the consequences. Mm -hmm. You're going to suffer. You're mm -hmm. going to, and that's, it's not a healthy way to live your life. It's nope. just not. Nope. I don't. Well, so that's really cool to think about. Cause even just that, when you're, when you're talking about like conceptualizing, like, you know, moving forward in life and, and having things like gradually you gr you're growing into who you are, you're becoming who you are. And you, you do that without like this concept of somebody else wants me to be this. Right you literally you're limitless so like I just thought it was kind of cool because then if you if you take that now like if you imagine that like your whole life was opposite of that right like people listening your whole life was opposite of that you had a mom and a dad that were like on your ass like white on rice like you have to be this way you have to be this way you know what that kind of pressure and it does and essentially like it very well could be that you're miserable because of that pressure or society's pressure like okay you need to get married by this time or you're you're, you're an old maid. You're going to like, right. you need to have you're children. Gonna, you're going to be a crazy cat lady with 50 cats right. in your house. And yeah. No, that's it, bullshit. It's bullshit. And it's like the fact, like if you want those things, that's awesome. Of course. But like the fact that you've created for yourself a standard that is almost impossible there, no matter what, there's always going to be things that you got to deal with in life. Life's going to throw you curveballs. You, there's no such thing really as a five-year plan. Like I hate when no, I hear people say that. There's shit. not. And it's setting goals is one thing and having an idea of where you might want to be. It generally speaking, awesome, more power to you. Yeah. But I'm going to be here in a year. I'm going to have this much money. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a kid. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to have a fucking white picket fence. That's not logical or nope. reasonable. Nope. That's not the way to live your life. And then you get so hung up on, and I kind of talk about this in the book too, like you get so hung up on, okay, I want to have all these things by this age. 
so then it starts to become like that that number in the back of your head of when you wanted to be married by or when you wanted to have kids by. You, you stop get to live. Yeah, you stop you stop caring about who you marry. You just want to get married so bad you don't really, really care to whom. So then then you're just barking up the wrong tree because you're going to be stuck and miserable for the rest of your life with right. an asshole. Who or you get better. divorced two years later and end up having to go through it all over again. Multiple, multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think it's, to me, it's kind of, it's kind of sad because people have this ideal, like, you know, if you, if you get married young, you know, like you, to the love of your life or whatever, it won't work out. I mean, sometimes it does. Sure. But there's you, no, there's no formula. Yeah. There's no algorithm for it. There's no exact science. You meet who you meet. You love who you love. It's not, you can't force it. It's going to happen or it's not. But you got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. or you'll grow right out of all of it. Absolutely. So how do you feel like you found yourself in life? Um, I guess just a, it's, a, it's a series of events. You know, I, I think back on my life, and I thought about it on the way here. I could be so many different people right now. I think about little turning points in my life that changed who I am now, and if I had just done one thing differently, I would be a completely different person and be in a totally different state in general, mindset, you know, everything. And I am very glad that I made the decisions that I've made because it led me to my husband, who's amazing. He's absolutely the love of my life. He's incredible. And I feel more like myself now than I ever have in my life. Like, I'm so satisfied with all of the things that I have, and it it's home. Like, who I am right now is home. Like, that's my – I am who I'm supposed to be right now. That's What brought me so there, awesome. I have no fucking idea how to answer that. So I really that's – I mean, that's, that's awesome to think about, though, because it's like – you know, we kind of, people are constantly trying to, to target one thing or uh, another thing that could have changed you, wish you wouldn't have done. And we kind of talked about that in the car. Mm-hmm. You get to those things in your life that like, you make a decision and you hurt someone or you make a decision and someone hurts you. And so many women get stuck there for, for the long haul. Right. For good. And like, I know for me, I definitely did. I, I went through that first divorce I got stuck for a while like just trying and all I could I couldn't stop asking why why did this happen to me and I got stuck in a loop like all I could think about was why and if you ask yourself why something happened to you is first of all there's like (laughs) there's a whole no possible way to answer that right and and there's like you can't ever really go down like why something happens to you. It doesn't. You made some decisions. You went in a certain direction. Like I made a decision to marry that guy. Like I made the decision to like stay with him as long as I did. You know, like he. I knew he had issues. I knew he did. So it's like when you're doing that thing and you're trying to like. I just was in this loop. I didn't think I was ever going to get out of it, and I was so miserable. I remember laying in bed and just wishing that time would go fast like I remember like trying to just wish and fast forward my life away I did part of that through partying because I was like I could be drunk and high and on drugs and stuff it would just it seemingly went faster because sure. I didn't even have to remember what was going on I could just like wake and a lot up of and, people do that yeah a lot of people do. I mean the 
number of people that try to just numb it, like I'm not going to face this problem that I have. I'm just going to push it down as far as I can and cover it up with booze mm-hmm. or yeah. fucking drugs or, you know, whatever it may be. Right. And that, I mean, as you know, you've, you've been there, you've done it. Like it's a vicious cycle and it's just going to keep happening. Like yep. you can't, you have to face those things. You can't just try to ignore it. it it's not going to go away like that. And then, happen. and then the other thing is like, I kind of just started looking for somebody else to like attach myself to so that I could like move to the next stage of life. And then, and when you're out looking for somebody, when you're in a bad place, like you will fucking find some people like oh, yeah. weird Come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Bad. I mean, you will attract them to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just kept doing that over and over again. And I think the thing that I had to come to with all of it is that just like kind of what we were talking about, like that, I got stuck on that one decision that I made and then the decision that I made to leave. And instead of like moving on past it, I isolated myself, just pissed years, you, years. You marinated in your own negativity. Oh, for years. Mm-hmm. Most of my 20s, like <laughs> most of my freaking 20s. And I didn't process it or let it go, you know, and I carried it into the next relationship. And then that relationship was really just kind of a cry for like needing to be needed, needing to be like wanted again, you know, not even really looking for who I was as a person, somebody that was compatible, just wanting someone. Yeah. And that'll come and that'll happen. And you can have a whole life and a whole family with somebody like that and have kids and the whole bit. But it's like, that's not. That's not living. That's not. No, it's not the life that you should have or that you could have if you you had let things go. Yes. And, you know, in my mind, energy is contagious, whether it's positive or negative, but especially negative. When you have a negative attitude, you're going to attract negative people. You're going to surround yourself. Your circle is going to be negative. As soon as you start acting positive, those people are going to drop off. Like, because it's like that misery loves company thing, you know? And it's, I think a lot of women will do that. They surround themselves with other negative people and they feed off of each other's energy. And it's like, it's hard to get out of that. You right. feel sorry for yourself. And, and you work in a salon, so you really know. I do. <laughs> yes, God, Jesus Christ, I do. <laughs> yes. Um, but the whole like miserable cow mentality thing, you know, and it happens a lot of times with like military wives who, you know, maybe aren't happy in their marriage for whatever reason. And they attract women that are exactly like them. And then they form this like pod of miserable cows that they just feed off of each other's bullshit and make it so much worse. Yes. It's like you can take a problem that's this big and surround yourself with people that have other problems this big. And all of a sudden it's just like a fucking disaster. Right. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> where that where that went but. no but it's it is it's 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 absolutely right it's absolutely true so like okay step one taking life on your own terms step one fucking edit your circle audit your circle who's in it mm-hmm. how how are they living what do they talk about mm-hmm. you want to live life on your own terms get away from people who are freaking talking about each other all the time or other people yeah Get away from people who are putting other people down. Get away from people who are who are complaining, miserable, mm-hmm. nagging, obsessed over stupid shit that doesn't matter. 
Like, that's the first step, I feel like. Before you can do just about anything for yourself, you got to get away from the negative. I agree. So then, like, we were kind of talking about it in the car as well. And you were talking about kind of letting go of that kind of stuff and, and forgiveness and forgiveness of self and all that. Yeah. I mean, we've all done shit that we're not happy about. We all have things we regret. We've all done things that we look back and say, wow, that, you know, what if I had done it this way? What if, what if, what if, should have, would have, could have, like that type of thing. It's like, why? It's a waste of time to do that. Being introspective is one thing, you know, learning, thinking about your, right, reflecting, great, that's healthy. Obsessing over it and constantly reminding yourself of it over and over again, it's, it just makes the problem worse. It doesn't, it doesn't inspire you. It doesn't give you new ideas to try new things and get out of that. It just keeps you in this bubble of thinking about it. And it, it, it's toxic. Yes. It's toxic for people to do that. So just fucking, I know it's not that easy to just let it go, things like that. But talk to somebody. If that's what you need to do, you know, talk it out. Write it down. Your, well, and you were talking about just something that happened to you when you were 17 with your brother. Yes. Yes. Uh, my oldest brother was killed in Afghanistan when I was 17. And it was absolutely horrible. It was the worst, one of the worst, probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It was awful. But I thought, and I was really a disaster for a long time after it. Lots of smoking a shit ton of weed, drinking, you know, other things. And I was young, you know, when you're a teenager, you're kind of fucked up anyway, because you're still trying to figure yourself out. Um, but I remember thinking about my brother and thinking, this is not what he would want for me. This is not like he would not want me to be living this way. He loved me. This is this is wrong. And I sort of like I still talk to him in the car and, you know, things like that. So I think having like still feeling like I have a relationship with him is it makes it so easy for me. Like he's still here to me. So I don't, I don't think about it as, you know, what if he hadn't died? You know, what if this, I don't, because it doesn't really matter. That doesn't affect anything. It it happened and that's what it is. So I just, for me, that's how I deal with it. I still have a relationship with my brother, even though he's not here to me. And maybe not everybody deals with shit that way, but it works for me. And I feel at peace with, mm-hmm. with it because I've just accepted it. Like, that's just, that's the way it happened. It sucks. I hate it. What are you going to do? Right. Cry about it? Right. Bitch about it? Be Drink, stuck. Be stuck. For- be stu- yeah. No, I can't live like that. And I, and if I, if I let it, consume me the way that I did when it happened I would never be where I am I would never have the things that I have like the wonderful life that I have now and and that's like so you know we talk about things I talk about things a lot of times like in in the book about like all the the a lot of the terrible decisions I made that affected other people you know but maybe you're the person that it happened to maybe your family member died and it was taken from you not just died taken from you you know and that's not fucking fair but like when that kind of stuff happens like there's a healthy way, like there's a healthy time and there's a healthy way to grieve and, and to let go. Mm-hmm. Because if you cannot move past that, 
You cannot live life on your own terms. You will never move forward. You will never have the life that you want. You won't, you won't, you can't Mm -hmm. because you can't, you can't process having like being stuck. And I'm not talking about missing somebody because that will always be. Of course. They will always be. That will always be. But just making it stunt your personal growth or keep you living there in the past, like that will keep you from life. Yeah. And I mean, everybody has their shit. Everybody has, you know, whether it's, you know, losing a family member or even like illness, you know, cancer and, you know, things like this. I'm not saying, oh, just forget about it. Like, just let it go. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not that simple, but it, it is the idea of acceptance. There's nothing you can do. That's what happened. Life isn't fair. And finding a way to, I mean, this is something kind of like, like you said, like talking to him in the car, you know, Nick and I have talked about with, with people that he's lost, like really, truly finding a way to hang on to who they are and talk about them. Right. Honor them, respect them, them, remember them, keep them, keep them alive and just like their memory, you know, and honoring that way. But like. Everything, everything that happens in our life, like you kind of said with the whole early, you said early on, you're so satisfied in your life right now. I am. There is very few people who are satisfied and content ever, especially in this country. And I'm not saying my life is perfect. We all have issues still. But I have, I have worked to have what I have and I feel satisfied because because I worked for it, you know, nothing was given to me. Nothing was just handed over. It was, it was earned, you know, and I think that's a huge, a huge reason that I do feel the way that I do because I can look back on my life and say, I fucking worked for that. Yeah. Like I didn't, it's not a fucking silver platter, trust fund baby bullshit. Right. You know, like I had to work for what I have. And that's kind of the difference. I mean, and everybody knows it because you see it with you see it with teenagers and with kids. And if you've ever raised kids, like when they did earn it, or if they do earn it, then they freaking guard that shit with their and life. They're so proud, <laughs> so, so proud. proud of it. You know, such a such Hard a little work sense pays of off. of accomplishment, absolutely, and all that. And it makes you confident. It gives you confidence in life, and I think that's a huge thing that's lacking, like in you know living your best life and living you know just uninhibited is having the confidence to do it. Yep. And like you and I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, women and like sexuality and things like that. And confidence is so important in everything that you do in your life. If you, if you're like, you never would have had me here if you didn't look at me and think that I was confident. Yeah. Like I I know it, it sounds so strange, but to me, Confidence is silent and insecurities are loud. Mm-hmm. You look at a person and you can see if they're insecure. And then it kind of comes back to like the negativity thing. You know, yeah. you're going to attract other people that feel that way. Right. And then going through all these things. Okay. So we've kind of laid it out there. So first of all, we said, you know, making sure that like, what was the first one? <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Oh, um, not surrounding yourself with yeah. Audit, audit, drain, edit your drain, drain the pool. Yes, drain that shit. 
That was the good one. First yes. one. Second, we're talking about letting go of, of past and letting go of hurt, and letting go of things that are keeping you held back. Third one's confidence, man. Confidence in exact. And you know what? You know what? This is the. This is probably my biggest. Um, I think probably my most important portion of the book that I love is talking about how if you are feeling insecure, it's what do you need to do to not feel insecure? 99% of the time you're doing it to yourself. Right. You know, you're, you're causing that. You're thinking people feel this way about me. Right. Somebody's judging me, you know, things like that. Most of the time they're not. No, they aren't thinking about you at all. You're doing that in your head. (laughs) Yeah. But like if, if there's something that you feel insecure about, then what do you need to do to earn it? To, to change the way that you feel about yourself. And I think that was kind of one of the things I had to kind of grasp for myself because there were certain things I've felt insecure about in the past. And one of them maybe being creatively, I was feeling insecure in some areas. Well, do you need to go research how to do better at your craft? Sure. So that you don't feel insecure about it? Do you need to do something because you don't have any skills? Do you need to earn something? You yeah. need to go figure it out. If you're overweight, you feel insecure, is it like – what do you need to do to not be overweight? If that's really, truly what it is, are your insecurities... Right, the root of the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Is it that you want to lose weight and would that make you feel more confident? Maybe it would. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Because I can I can say all the time, I deal with body issues. I always deal with body issues. But I'm fucking and secure And all women do. Yeah. Like, I'm not, you know, I have fucking cellulite. You know? <laughs> you do not. Have, you don't. She does whatever. it. I'm She's just, a liar. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I, I know, like, my body's not perfect. Nobody's body's perfect. Like, there's always things that I look at, and we're going to nitpick little things. No one else fucking notices those no, things. It's just you. It. Yep. We are our own worst critics, and we look at ourselves in the mirror and go, oh, my, th- you know, <laughs> oh, I have a wrinkle, crow's feet, yeah. you know, my tits are too big, my tits are too small, yeah. I'm fat, I'm skinny, I'm, you know, whatever. Like, no, everyone does that. Every single yeah. woman. Like, and like you said, like you've had your issues with your body. I've had issues with mine. Like, I think women should just take solace in knowing that like, you're not alone. You're not the only person (laughs) that looks at yourself and goes, well, I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look at yourself in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, it's, and it's true. And then it comes down to that. Like I, like I said, I've always had issues with myself over my weight since I was a kid and I can still honestly say to this day, I chose to be confident in who I am because number one reason, I want to fucking enjoy my life. I don't want to sit in fucking t-shirt on the side on the beach while my friends are in the fucking ocean or while my kids are playing in the pool. I'm not going to be the fucking one that's wearing a full t-shirt and like hiding because I don't, no, fuck that. I'll fucking show my role if I need to show my role. Like I'm going to enjoy my life where I'm at no matter what. Yeah. And I don't care. So that's like how I feel like that's how you deal with that insecurity. <laughs> right. Like just give yourself like if if you are one of these people and you have an issue with your body, for example, wearing a T-shirt on the beach. Take it off and just see how you feel. Try it. Like just try it. I know it sounds like like such a, a little thing and like. Yeah, at first you're probably going to look around and, you know, think people are staring at you or somebody's making fun of you. See how liberating that is. Yeah. To just stop giving a fuck. Yeah. And start ignoring people. I consider myself to be an absolute master at ignoring people. It's my best skill. (laughs) 
so funny. But that the, so and good. that's one of the reasons that I that I do feel fulfilled in my life is because if somebody has a fucking problem with me, I'm just gonna ignore you. <laughs> I'm so just gonna awesome. block it out. It's so awesome. And I had to learn to do that over time. Like, but now that I have done that, like, don't even fucking see you. Don't. And that's so freaking good, man. So you got to block out the haters. Have you ever seen that one where the, the little boy puts the spoons over his eyes and says, mm, I didn't see you there. I was blocking out the haters. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one because it's so good. Like there is somebody out here talking about online bullying and this guy did this video and he was like, um, dude, online bullying, it's real simple. Close your fucking computer. Right. Stop reading that. Stop shit. reading it and stop giving into it. And like, you know, now, especially like in the age of social media, like, where, you know, you, and you put out what you want to put out. You put out as much or as little as you want. And, you know, you and I both have a lot of followers on, on Instagram and things like that. And when somebody wants to say something negative about you, it says a lot more about them than it does about you. Right. They're fucking negative. Right. Okay. Cool. I mean, and, and I'm not going to respond to that. That's kind of a waste like, of time. If you if you kind of like look at it in context, like let's say if you were a parent and you had a kid or raising stepkids or whatever it is that you're doing, and you're in that position where you've got, you would never want them to like dwell on the mean kid in their class, like absolutely teasing not. Them and you'd want them to be like, no, like you got all the like this friend or this, like so why are you like if if you would never let your kid like come home and just ruin their life over somebody being mean to them, bullying them or whatever. Why are you allowing it to, to happen to you? Yeah. And some people don't know how to take their own advice. You know, they'll tell other people about like, especially with raising kids, you know, or marriage or something like that. They'll give advice all day long to somebody. <laughs> oh, you should do it this way. You should do it that way. This is how you, this is, how, you know, but they don't live that way. They don't take their own advice. How, why? Right. Right. Why do you, how do you end up like that? Right. And if you're, <laughs> if you're stuck in that, like, that cycle of, like, kind of just pin, picking out everybody else's flaws, then you are, that, you're, you're already toast anyways. People are kind of, like, ranting on that. You'll never live life on your own terms. You can't even, like, stop worrying about other people's right. terms. Like, no way. But I just, I, I kind of just wanted to talk about that with everybody because, like, more often than not, I have people hit me up and ask me questions about certain things. And it's almost like I have a lot of people hit me up, like sending me like heart eyes when I post pictures of myself in bathing suits and like people, you know, when I, when I'm posting something that is perfect or looks good or like I've done my best to like suck it in or be this or that or whatever, right. people are all about it. Right. Of course. But then when people actually want to talk and they want to talk about like, life and what they're they're all like how do you be yourself how do you do da, da, da? and I'm like well first of all you stop like worshiping stop caring right stop worshiping like the most beautiful people because you think that that's a thing like I get it like I like to be good look I like to look good I don't look good right now as I was on the beach but well I like to look good and you should want to look your best yeah and it goes back to like the confidence thing like Make 
yourself look the absolute best that you can all the time. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds like such a small, like, thing. Like, oh, just look your best. Right. But, like, if you are a person that's, like, you're in a rut, you're you're feeling depressed, you're feeling whatever, get up, get in the fucking shower, <laughs> scrub-a-dub your shit, shave your shit, wash your hair, blow that shit out, put your fucking favorite lipstick on, go get your nails done, listen to some fucking Metallica on the way. Like, oh, oh. Crank up the fucking metal. Just yeah. – and it's see, see how that feels. Yep. To look at yourself and and look at yourself at your best. Yeah. Remind yourself. Remind yourself who the fuck you are. What's in there. Stop worrying about, like, you know, how many people liked your photos or what – like, just be who you are for yourself sometimes, you know? Like, I kind of get – that's one thing I feel like women stop – doing I've kind of watched it a lot lately with like younger generations and stuff Mm -hmm. like they it's it seems almost like they they get dolled up for a photo or for a thing but like not for themselves not for themselves and that's like I I do that for myself when I get ready in the morning I do that for myself because it makes me feel good I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing it for my husband, even though, of course, I am because he loves it. But, <laughs> but no, it, it is, it's a completely personal thing for me. I'm going to make myself feel as good as I possibly can every day. Right. Why, because why wouldn't I? Because then, then it gives you that sense of, like, who you are. I, I feel like it gives you a sense of who you are to be at your best and to feel like you're – and even if you're not, okay, perfect all the time, I get it. Like, that's not a thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about exuding your – your who you are and your what inner your inner self into what, what other people see every day. You know what I mean? What other people get to, like – Give it, give it to yourself first, and then share that version of yourself with others, and see, see exactly how that feels. That takes, that changes the, the your own terms to like mm-hmm. legitly your own terms because yeah. it's it's what you do for yourself. Right. And that you day. chose to do that. Yes, you didn't let somebody else tell you to do it. You weren't doing it because you were trying to impress anybody. You know, that's that's just owning it. It's owning it. It's who you are. That's, and I, I, I mean. It's a little bit disturbing to me now because of social media that young women don't want to look at a picture of themselves without a filter on it, you know, and they're following all the, you know, Instagram models, whatever, these skinny bitches that, you know, have 50 fucking Photoshop, everything else on it. And they look at that and think, well, I don't look like that. And then they feel bad about themselves. Like, you think those people look like that in person? Because they don't. Fact. They don't. Have you ever been shot show? <laughs> right. <laughs> we were just talking We've, uh, about that. We, we all, we, we see you girls. <laughs> we see your asses in person. You're gun buddy. It's it's almost like shocking. Like, I we've walked around at shot show and, and somebody will say, oh, that's so-and-so. And I'm like. It is? What? There's no way. <laughs> that's her mom. That's her mom, right? No way. That's her, man. That's so mean. But, I mean, you get it. it's true. Stop giving a shit about arbitrary nonsense that you see on the internet. It's not real life. It's not. And, dude, do not get me wrong. I get sucked into it just like everybody else does. You know, I follow, like, you know, bathing suit companies and stuff like that, that, you know, these models. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, damn. 
girl. I want to <laughs> look like that. But I'm not going to be down on myself because I don't look like that. No. You know, it doesn't it, – it, it just doesn't make any sense to do that. It's just bringing yourself down, and you're doing it. You're doing it to yourself. Yep. No one, no one is looking at you and saying, she doesn't look like at so-and-so. Right. That is crazy talk, <laughs> you know? So uh, one thing that I think is so rad about you, too, because you got really freaking interesting different tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. Every, we've been stopped almost everywhere we've been since you've been here. People want to talk about, like, what tattoos you have. Like, right. Oh, my God, that's a really cool tattoo. What, mm-hmm. what is it? What it? Somebody thinks it's something it's not, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, people are real interested in your tattoos. Yes. You have such an eclectic, different, funky style. Like, I, that's my shit. I love that shit. When people have Thank their you. own taste and their own vibe and they – so explain – for just a moment, like how you let yourself do that. And because I watch it every single day, I watch girls want to almost do something cool and different. And then, and then they end doubt up doubt themselves. And then they end up just putting on the thing that their friend's going to wear. And that right. they, you know, so yeah. how do you, how do you break? I mean, fucking same with your husband, man. You guys are just, you have got the freaking style. Um, I haven't always been like that. No. You know, I I guess I have to go back a little bit to explain that, but I was super poor growing up, super, super poor. You know, new clothes from Goodwill type shit, like mm-hmm. for school. And was picked on constantly. Like I had fucking food thrown at me. I had people, like all sorts of, you know, all through elementary, middle school, and into high school. And it sucked. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. You know, like, and it was like in the days of, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch and Air Apostle, whatever the fuck. And so it's like, I was like, I need that. I need to wear Abercrombie to be cool, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's what all these girls are wearing. And I was in that mindset. Like, that's what I have to be. Mm -hmm. If I want to be cool, if I want to be accepted, you know, that's what I have to do. And when I got older and sort of did start to develop you know, my own style. And I looked around and thought, all these fucking people look the same. (laughs) They're all wearing the exact same thing. Like you see those pictures of like frat guys, you know, Mm -hmm. they all have on khakis and Sperry Dock Siders and collared shirts. And I, that was like, it was just like this realization. I'm like, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to fit in, you know, I'm my own person. Like I, and, um, I still buy my clothes at Goodwill, actually. <laughs> you can find some cool shit at Goodwill. I'm right. But it's just, it's just like sort of realizing that you don't have to, you don't have to try to be like other people. It does, you know. And I wear weird shit. Like, I have some weird shit in my closet. And sometimes I go to work and people are like, what is happening? <laughs> but I don't care because it's just something I like. Yeah. If it were socially acceptable, I would wear, like, leather armor every day. <laughs> Like, that's my shit. I love weird stuff like that. Yeah. And I think people kind of like that about me. Yeah, it's you know? awesome. Like, people look at it and they're like, good for her. Right. You know? And if it's like, that's what I kind of, that's what I'm kind of getting at too. Like, whenever people, women, you know, men, whoever, kids especially, it seems like, when you're little and you pull something out, it's because it's cool and you dig it and you like right. it. It's not because everybody else told you it was cool. No. It's not because... I love when parents let their children dress themselves. It's... Wear a fucking tutu with combat boots <laughs> and a damn, like, 
whatever. Just panda wear, scarf. Right. Yeah. Wear a hat and sunglasses and friggin' five scarves at the same time. Whatever. Right. Like, when did we get away from it? Just picking out something because it was pretty to us instead of like because it was what we were like because told is society stylish told or you that whatever. that's what you're supposed to do. And I get into that myself sometimes. And I mean, there's something you know. Obviously, you if you got a professional job, you got to be a certain way, whatever. But I get in that to myself sometimes. I'll pull something out and I'll want to wear it. And I'll be like, oh, I think I'm too old to wear this. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute. That's well, stupid. And like what you just said could be worded. And so like you said, I'm too old to wear this. I'm too this. I'm too that. That no one is too anything. Do It doesn't matter. Like, oh, I'm that's. You know, I'm a hairstylist, and I have a lot of older women clients that come in, and they say, well, I'm at this certain age, so I need short hair. That It's a thing. Women think that once they hit a certain age, they have to cut their hair short, because that's just what society tells them to do. That's crazy. <laughs> why would you... Why? <laughs> I don't understand it, and I ask. I'm like... Why do you think that? And they're like, oh, well, you know, just, you know, after 50, like, you just shouldn't really have long hair. It's not flattering on you anymore. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. And it's the same with clothes and with just your style in general. Right. Absolutely. If it makes you happy, then do it. Yes. My mother is 68 years old and just recently cut her hair shorter. She's had it down past her butt. Since before I was born. Wow, and man. I just recently cut it to a, my length, you know, yeah. still long because she had s- shoulder surgery and she couldn't braid it anymore. But she would have, and she's going to grow it right back out. And it's beautiful. There's no reason. And she would never say that I'm too old right. to have my hair long. Right. I'm too old to wear this dress. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too this. Like, fuck that. Nope. I That's love so when good. I go to the beach and I see, like, big chicks in bikinis. Oh, yeah. And they're out there strutting their shit. They don't fucking care. Yeah. The person you notice is the one wearing the T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one you notice. Yeah. You're like, oh, man. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, when I said confidence is silent and insecurities are loud, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's loud. When you see that person, you're like, fuck, that sucks. Yeah. But you don't notice the girl who's the exact same weight in the bikini. Yep. Not looking at her. She's she's doing her thing. That's so wild. Well, so that's why I was I was going to ask you that too. So like, even with you and your husband, I'm sure that you get it a lot from people because your age difference. Absolutely. So kind of how? Well, first of all, tell 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 us about your husband and tell about your age difference and kind of like how you got past it, or maybe you never had to deal with no, it. No, yeah. it's it's never been an issue for us. It's never been. Um, I don't think about it until somebody brings it up. Yeah. You know, so Mac and I, I'm 28. My husband is 54. So we have a 26-year age difference. It is never something I think about until somebody else brings it up to me. We have the same interests. We love all the same stuff. We listen to the same music. You know, we love to travel to the same places. It's, And people are under this impression that we aren't able to connect and relate to each other because we were raised in different times. Mm -hmm. That's 
absolutely false. You know, we can, it's, if anything, it's cooler because we can talk about that. Yeah. Like he tells me about when he was a kid. I tell him about when I was a kid. And, you know, like I said, my parents were older and I've always liked older people. I've always, my friends have always been older. I've always dated older guys. When I met Mac, I didn't care how old he was. Didn't occur to me. He also looks freaking really good. So yeah, my, my, my husband's smoking hot. But <laughs> but we, anyway, anyway, aside from all that, um, the only thing that upsets me about our age difference is father daughter shit. People, oh no, people will, and it doesn't happen very often. But occasionally, somebody will make that joke. I'm so not okay with that. I'm like. What a horribly awful thing yeah. to say to somebody. And, you know, I, I'm with most things, I am like total water off a duck's ass. Yeah. I don't care what you say about me. I really don't. But that does really bother me because it's it's sick. Like yeah. It's just a sick thing to say. Yeah. It's fucking just disgusting. But ultimately, like, that's kind of stuff I'm, that we're even getting at. Like, taking taking control of, like, your own happiness. And for anyone out there who's listening, if that person for you that you fell in love with is 20 years older or 20 years younger or whatever, like, taking life into your own terms means fucking living for you, living for right. now. Don't living... worry about those people that are saying, oh, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, we've had this conversation. I just told you this the other day. I had a friend who, um, you know, did IVF, and she had people giving her shit about doing IVF like it was, you know, playing God or whatever, right. and like making no. little comments about it. Like, and what business is it of theirs? No. So, like, again, you gotta let that shit go. Let it go. <laughs> let it all go. Learn to ignore people of all. All the ways to say fuck off, silence is my favorite. <laughs> it's so effective. You just say silent, go silent. Like, show me, give it, give us one scenario how it would go play out. Like, if somebody was talking shit, you just go silent or what? I have sat across from a person that is talking to me and I look right through them. I just act like they're not even there. <laughs> it's amazing. And it works. They just get up and leave. <laughs> I, Mac is like amazed by it, but it, it, and I say this because like, I'm not saying there's a, a time bitch. and a place. Yeah. Not to be a bitch. There's a time and a place to, to do that. You know, like I'll give you an example. There was a, a dude a couple of years ago that called me stupid right to my face. And I just looked at him and walked the fuck away. It's like, okay, we frequent the same bar have for four years. I have not spoken to him in four years. He will come up and sit next to me and speak to me. And I just act like he's not there. I just don't <laughs> even fucking. And he asked me, finally, what, why, what's going on? And I told him. I said, dude, you called me fucking stupid right to my face. And I'm, I'm not, not going to talk to you. Like, why would I? And he goes, I didn't, I didn't say that. I said, you sure as fuck did. I didn't make it up. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm sorry that you think I said that. <laughs> and I went, boom, right back to that silent treatment. <laughs> You're going to turn it around on me? Mm-mm. No, sir. No, That's sir. so good, though. That's really smart because it's like you people get so spun up and you can let things, like, get you so lit up that people mm -hmm. get – you basically give people 
more of your attention right. by engaging and in start their bullshit. off, you know, and then it, you get in a, you and then know, you raise argument. your blood pressure, right? Your heart's beating all fast and you start, you know, don't, don't even let yourself get to that point. You know, when somebody says something to you, whether it's, you know, on the internet or in person or somebody talks shit or, you know, don't give them that ammo. Don't, don't give them more ammunition to talk more shit. Yep. Nip that shit in the bud and just ignore it. Just let it, let it be. Yep. And I promise you, you will be so much fucking happier. Yeah. When I stopped giving in to people like that, you know, and I get negative stuff on, on Instagram, just like I'm sure you guys do yeah. as well sometimes. And probably lots of people out there do. Um, but I don't respond to it. Like at all? No. I'll just delete the comment. You know, I, I, I don't, because I'm not going to spend, you know, an hour or a day or a week stressing about it and thinking about it and overthinking about it because it's then I'm I'm they're winning yeah you're giving them power they're they're winning and that's not okay to me that's always been a kind of I've always kind of had a that sense of I don't like people to know that they get to me I don't like it you know like I used Mm -hmm. to like have get into altercations with like you know not not physically maybe but verbally get into altercations with people and they'd just want to talk shit or whatever and I would just laugh and then almost be a smart ass about it like okay princess whatever you need and right. they just they get so crazy their their eyes bulge out of their right. head and they want like they want to lose it but I just did I never really wanted people to know that they got to me because it feels like you're you're giving them power and you're giving right. their words power Absolutely. and you're taking on like if it really if it really isn't true and I don't believe it then why am I letting it upset me exactly and, you know, it kind of goes back to, like, the positive and, and negative and, like, and energy being contagious. Even through the Internet, you can read a comment that somebody says that's negative and let it affect you for as long as you let it go. But that is just negativity. It's just seeped right through your fucking phone. Yep. You don't even have to be in the proximity of that person. Right. But it's the same with something positive. Yeah. Like if somebody leaves a, a, a nice comment, like says something that's like, you know, a person gives you a compliment in person, you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like let let that fill you up. Think about those things. Think about the positive shit when somebody says something nice about you. Yeah. That's Dwell so freaking on good. That. Yep. Because we tend to forget those things. You know, somebody, oh, you look nice today. Oh, thanks. Move on. And then somebody says something negative and you think about it the entire fucking day. That's like, so true. And that's why I said that negative energy is almost more contagious because we dwell on it so much. And I don't know why we do that as people and as women especially, yeah. you know. Well, so I just, you know, to wrap this all up, like my biggest thing with bringing Rebecca on and having her share with you, like I just – I like to hear from people when I see people that like are living the way that like we're talking about when I see people living that and they're like not being a miserable cow, but they're living life and they're enjoying life and they got a sense of gratitude. I want to hear why I want to know why I want to hear like from you share with me who you are and why you are happy. You know what I mean? Because I feel like people need to they need to listen to stuff like this. Like when I was going through stuff, I wish I had more people 
explaining to me why I needed to let something like that go. I wish right. I had more people explaining to me why, like, it wasn't good to, like, dwell and harbor harbor that shit. And I needed to forgive myself. And I needed to move past stuff. And I wish I had more people, especially females, that were talking about that kind of stuff instead of maybe each other or, sure. you know, talking shit. So I wanted I wanted to bring you on for that reason. So w- tell people how they can find you and follow you. If they're interested in following, like, the stuff you put out, your positive energy, your vibes, like your eclectic style and badassery. <laughs> Tell them where they can find you. Um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Rebecca L. McNamara is my name on there. I don't have Facebook. I don't have uh, any other social media. Okay. Instagram. I actually deleted my Facebook because it was too fucking negative. Yeah. Like, I deleted it during the election because I started to dislike people that I liked. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. Because it brings it out of the woodwork. People are coming at each other with it. Oh, my God, yeah. So I'm going to get out of there. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yes. I appreciate it. And I just want to reiterate one more time that if you are struggling with anything and you are kind of wanting to talk more about this topic specifically, you can message me or Rebecca. You can ask questions about whatever it is you're thinking. Like, if you're just stuck. If you're just stuck and you feel like you can't get past what others are thinking about you, you can't live life on your own terms or whatever, just hit us up. We'd be happy to talk to you.